Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Sitting here in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian, yes, sir. sidekick, wingman. So glad you're here. Thanks for having me. You're always present. That's what I like about you. Yeah. I can't get rid of you. You're like, <laughs> you're always there. Penny. I turn around left and there you are. Uh, hey, Tom, we're, we're going to be on fire today. We're going to be on fire. Somebody's on fire. For yeah, the sure. Holy Spirit is amongst us. Amen. And so, uh, and, we, and we brought a guy in here. Yes, we who's did. He's like, he's a man on fire. He Literally. looks like he's on fire. We, we have water at the table. Just Thankfully. in case he just Thankfully. like is inflamed Spontane all of a sudden. Combustion. Yeah, exactly. It's happened before, and so uh, we have John Sablon. John Sablon is from the uh, he's a co-founder and president of World Ablaze Incorporated. John, welcome to the uh, luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Well, thank you very much, Deacon and Tom. It's a pleasure to be with you both this uh, wonderful day. Please don't melt the naga hide, right? Because you are you are on fire. You're he's a Catholic speaker and evangelist. Fantastic, John. You, I've heard your uh, I've heard your mouth run, and it's pretty good. Right, you're fired up. I, I really uh, enjoy listening to you, uh, and we'll give some folks uh, information on how to contact you and contact you you know listen to what you do and kind of see if there's something further that might happen there but um john what i want to talk to you about is um like wow you know how you got to where you are today now a lot of people might think that like if you're a catholic speaker and evangelist you know that like you were born that way right you were born on fire (laughs) yeah what is that exactly yeah and so it's like well great uh but behind every you know man on fire Mm -hmm. is a story Mm mm-hmm Right, and so I just want to hear your story. I want to hear how did John Sablon get to be John Sablon that we're that's sitting right across from me at the luxurious corner booth? Tell me, tell me about your life, John. Yeah, so um, I'm from the island of Guam, little Pacific island. Uh, that and, and Guam itself um, is a very uh, Catholic island, mm. so very culturally Catholic. So as much as you identify with uh, being Guamanian, you identify being Catholic. That's a thing, Guamanian. It is. It is. Oh, if you I really want to sound local, the, the the native word is Chamorro. 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 Yeah. That's. Yeah. A, I probably won't be using. That. Yeah. I don't think so either, Deacon. It sounds better coming out of my mouth. But <laughs> yeah. you know, anyways, we digress. <laughs> so so Guam is a very Catholic island. Um, I was born there. And uh, was baptized into the faith 27 days after I was born. And, um, you know, so that tells you how serious that the, at least my mother's generation. So culturally and societally, it's like, oh, we do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to be baptized. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. From the, from the blessed salt all the way to the hospital, having the, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's, there was definitely the tradition of the church there and some of these, uh, the, those elements of right. we knew what we have to do. We need to bring you to the church. And so <clears throat> that started, obviously, my journey and in initiation into, the, into God's family. However... But I'm uh, sensing that it didn't, like... That at some point in time, you may have forgotten about all that stuff and yeah. <laughs> chucked it out. Yes. Right. So, so many of us have had that experience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, to, to go along those points, I would call myself a revert because I was born into the faith at, at, at an infant age. Um, however, uh, my catechesis and initiation stopped essentially at the second grade when I stopped going to parochial school. Right. Um, I, was, uh, I left Guam and went to uh, Northern California in the uh-huh. Bay Area. was uh, raised in my adolescent years in San Jose, California, Silicon Valley. And... Um, essentially, it was at second grade that my catechesis stopped. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at, at that point, um, sure, we were culturally Catholic, but I wasn't uh, really raised in the faith. And there's two sides to that coin, because I think my mom, um, yeah, God bless her, I love her, and she's a very faithful religious woman. I think she did everything she possibly could right. to raise her five children, four of them boys, um, in the faith. Uh, but my father wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father was present physically. Um, but my father also uh, suffered from his own addictions, alcoholism. Um, and so uh, anybody that's ever dealt with alcoholism knows the the trauma and the humility. I'm sorry, the humiliation. humiliation. Yeah, I know that's what yeah. you meant to say. Yeah, that, that comes from that experience. And so uh, unfortunately, guys, I, I, was, I experienced uh, the, the abuse that comes with that. So we're physically abused. Um, of course, there's mental and emotional abuse that comes from that. And also, during this uh, younger childhood of mine, I was also uh, sexually abused by a family member. Mm. Oh, that's so awful. Mm. And how old were you at that time? Um, it, I was about 10 or 11 years old. Mm. Okay. So, the abuse obviously was occurring before that. Not the sexual abuse, but the, the physical, emotional, mental abuse. And uh, the, the sexual abuse occurred right around 10 or 11. It was a, a family member um, that was staying yeah. with us visiting kind of thing and um so i mean all of that with the, with the dads that's practicing the, practicing the faith uh you know my mom basically kind of losing that battle um and then just not really having good role models so i was i was my idea of god my idea of self my idea of other my idea of the church um was essentially you know flipped upside down it's like the perfect storm all these things <clears throat> that you you should have been able to rely upon Mm-hmm. And again, not casting judgment on all the people that cause that, because we cause so much hurt in each other's. But you, you didn't have any really firm foundation and basis. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, never, and I tell this story a lot, you know, um, because part of my mission now is to help people heal and feel uh, the mercy of God and experience the mercy of God. So it's never to demonize my, my mm-hmm. father or my family. Um, you know, they were handed down a, a certain... Uh, uh, level of craziness right. and hurt and brokenness and so uh, my goal was and, and now my mission is is obviously to break those cycles and to, and to bring um, God's mercy and healing to other people so that being said I, I lived a wayward life for a long time because once you head down that path um, you kind of try to seek healing in some way um, but you're, you're doing that in what the world tells you is healing. Did you have run-ins with the law? I did, yeah. So all of that, I experienced all of that by age 11, so it's no surprise by age 12 mm. uh, is, is when 12? I first, 12, I first got arrested. Um, got, wow. you know, running with a bunch of guys that were gang-related and, and basically broken people like myself who lacked that, uh, that, that appropriate family, family structure that's so important, right, that yeah. had um, uh, any type of uh, morals or values or even structure. Um, so yeah, by age 12, I'm, I'm getting arrested. And much of my adolescent years was just uh, running from something, you know, whether it's running from the law, running from guys trying to beat me up or or kill me. Um, but did uh, you think you like had everything covered at your young age? I mean, do you think like I didn't need anybody or you were self-reliant? I mean, what was your mindset during all that time? You know, I was angry. I think I was okay. angry. And I think um, there was a there's a certain chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Of saying, you know what, fine, if people who are supposed to guard me and protect me and love me don't, I got this. Okay. Right? And so my mentality was very um, uh, just angry and blaming everybody. Right? So it was just kind of like, well, fine, I'll just do, do whatever I want. And then when you, when you, uh, you know, subscribe to the culture, right, right 
and really the culture of death that's telling you to, hey, I can, t- hey, I can, I can heal you from that wound. Go ahead and, and do this. Right. Um, and self-medicate or, you know, uh, do whatever that, you know, uh, just take matters into your own hands. Um, that's ultimately what ends up happening. So, you know, violence was a big, I was a violent person in the sense of, you know, violence solved problems. You're coming from a, an abusive home. Tom, I'm glad he's sitting next to you. Yeah, yeah no doubt, man. <laughs> yeah, nervous. Don't, Tom don't. used to play football, man. He was pretty good. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pretty big guy. Yeah. He, he's a pretty big guy. I'd have to use the right hand for sure, Deacon, not the left. <laughs> i got to go right. I would be the left hand for sure. You could just flick me and I'd fall over. Yeah. So, like, you know, what was your, like, young adulthood like? What was, I mean, were, were things... Yeah, so late teens and such, did things start to turn around, or did it just get worse? No, it actually just it got worse before it got better. Oh, um, yeah, so I mean, really, uh, it was my, the Christmas Eve of my senior year. So, um, you know, I, I had a near death experience in the ocean in my junior year, yeah. which you would have thought would have woken me up. So I almost drowned in the ocean, and uh, we'll save that for another segment sometime. <laughs> but nonetheless, that that same year, the the Christmas Eve of my senior year in high school. Um, my father was was coming home drunk and tried to run over an uncle and then ultimately my brothers and I confronted him my older brothers confronted him and then that's when it all just kind of broke loose in my life and uh, my father ended up trying to shoot us you know basically grabbed a weapon that he knew because he was being attacked he's obviously not a right mind and from that point on um, I was essentially forced to find living elsewhere then thanks be to God I had a friend whose family took me in but I wasn't even living at home when I graduated high school and um, and fortunately for me, thanks be to God, I also met my now wife in high school, um, who uh, really was a godsend to me. So I think um, that didn't mean that just because I married a great woman that I became a good man all of a sudden. Right. I had all of these things inside of me that I never really really was healed from. Didn't know how to heal from them. And um, but God, it didn't it didn't hurt having such a good woman no right? for a lot of different reasons yeah so that's that's good because because you know so far what you've told me is everybody that was supposed to love you mm-hmm. essentially i mean literally turned a gun on you yeah. right i mean it's, a, it's 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 travesty to see that where you're supposed to find solace and protection and, and guardianship and love you don't find that and so finding a woman that you love and, and maybe you didn't see the future mm-hmm. and see where you guys would be mm-hmm. now but I mean, at least that was a good thing. It was, and you know, I didn't, and I didn't even really know how to love, obviously, right? Yeah. Because of all my brokenness, but I did know, and we talk about this all the time. Uh, my lovely bride and I, Nicole. Say your name, Nicole. Yeah, we gotta uh, say call yeah, Nicole's Nicole. name out. So, um, love you, baby. Uh, if uh, you know, Nicole, she's not gonna listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> she's. Just, I know John. Yeah, I'm tired. I gotta listen to this guy all the time. Um, uh, Lord help me. Um, so pray for her, those of you out Amen. there. But what I saw her, I didn't know. Hey, that's that's my future wife, you know. And lo and behold, you know, God God came through on my uh, on what I thought to be revealed by Him at least at that. Yeah, moment. see, but I'm gonna tell you. I think that as the seeds that were planted at baptism and, and first Holy Communion, that, mm. that some you know we we get some good stuff every once in a while, mm. even when we're in a really rock bottom awful place. Mm-hmm. Because of that baptism, you know you're still a child of God, and every once in a while there's a little ray of sunshine, Amen. A little Holy Spirit moment, absolutely puts you in the right place. That's right. That's right. So uh, so we got into you know we got. Married essentially, um, at a, basically right after high school, and trying to figure out life now. Yeah, so we we're gonna we're gonna find out all about John's life, but we're not gonna do it till the next segment. 
because uh, it sounds like everything's great now, you know, and everything's mm-hmm. wonderful. So what's what's the drill there? Yeah. We're talking to John Sablon. He's a co-founder and president of World Ablaze Incorporated. He's a Catholic speaker and evangelist, and he's telling us about his childhood and his early years. Uh, making him the man that he is today. That's a very interesting conversation. We're going to continue this on the other side of our break, but before we take that break, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Catholics who visit a Catholic church to attend a funeral or wedding are curious about some of the gestures made by the faithful during worship, including crossing themselves and genuflecting. One of the distinctive marks of the Catholic and Orthodox Christians is the practice of making the sign of the cross. This gesture, which often begins and ends prayers, is made by tracing a cross on the body by touching the forehead, lower chest, and both shoulders while saying, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thus, each Catholic prayer begins and ends by invoking the Most Blessed Trinity, and reminds the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the cross of the crucified Christ. This sign also makes each spoken prayer liturgical, in that the whole body is used in the act of worship. Making the sign of the cross is one of the most ancient Christian gestures, which is well known and referenced by early church fathers. Writing in the second century, Tertullian explains that in all our travels and movements, in bathing, working, and eating, Christians must mark their foreheads with the sign of the cross. Another early church father, St. Cyril of Jerusalem, exhorts the faithful that they should not be ashamed of Christ crucified, and the cross should be our seal, made with our fingers on our brow in the various events of our day-to-day life. Genuflecting, or the act of kneeling on one or two knees and then rising again, is an ancient act showing respect and devotion to royalty or any superior and recognition of that person's authority. Since the Middle Ages, the faithful have genuflected in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament in recognition of the reality that hidden in the tabernacle under the guise of bread is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Customarily, Catholics genuflect both when entering the presence of the Blessed Sacrament and upon leaving its presence. In the Eastern Christian churches, usually this respect is shown by a profound bow rather than by kneeling. Both the sign of the cross and genuflection are liturgical acts of prayer and worship, reminding the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the sign of the cross and that the true king of the universe deserving of worship lies hidden in the tabernacle of every Catholic church. I'm Bestrozimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe with Tom Dorian as a sidekick and wingman. And we're talking to John Sablon, who's the co-founder and president of World Ablaze Incorporated. 
Catholic speaker and evangelist. You are speaking on this program. And yes. I think you're evangelizing, too. That's kind of cool. I hope so, right? That's, praise be to Jesus Christ. Hopefully amen. that one. Because if you, like, if you like save a soul, like mm. you get like one row closer to the throne, like in heaven, you get, and you're in pretty good seats. I mean, I think you're like in row like 6,700 yeah. right now. So you're moving up. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I thought you had those reserved, Deacon. You had the 6,700 and then, no. No, no, no. I'm on the, I'm on the first row. I'm just going to say oh. that. <laughs> Ooh, I just got knocked back to the second. Pride. The sin of pride there got go. me again. I'm okay. so sorry. Uh, all that aside. Thunder rolling all yeah, of a sudden. Exactly. Uh, so, John, you're, you know, rough. Yeah. A rough young life, and, and you look around the world, and the world is filled with that. Yes. Unfortunately, the things that you're saying are far too common. Yeah. Yeah, and the more that we, we, um, we look more like a secular country rather than a country that was based on, you know, uh, godly values and Christian values, um, the more my situation is becoming the norm, unfortunately. Man, there's so many folks that are hurting, and that it's starting so young, and it's so problematic. Uh, but... You know, somehow, obviously, you know, you're a man on fire. Yes. And that fire is the Holy Spirit burning within you and without, right? Yeah. Out, outside, Amen. we can see it. So, obviously, you got here somehow. I did, yeah. You know, if I, if I was to just kind of summarize what we were talking about earlier, you know, all of, the, all of which I went through um, uh, led to me essentially abdicating my responsibilities as a true, authentic, uh, you know, Christian Catholic man. You weren't man. leading anybody. I wasn't leading anybody. I was, I, was, I was spiritually lazy. I wasn't a spiritual leader in my home, and, and um, my wife was pulling, pulling the reins for a long time. And so um, it was through many different types of conversion. Uh, right. Opportunities and experiences, especially in the sacrament of reconciliation, um, that really just kind of led me to be open to be fertile soil rather than rocky yeah. ground, right? For what God was doing for me, even in, in that sacrament of baptism. So for me, it was uh, I just needed to be broken down. So um, you know, for somebody as broken as I was, I needed to be tore down from all of those false uh, understandings of God, myself, people, sexuality, and I imagine all that. With, with, with all that you'd gone through that this was kind of a, a, a tough and lengthy process. It wasn't like, we, we, we need like a two-hour long show to go through all this stuff because you probably suffered some serious withdrawals and some serious yeah. doubts and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, was Nicole with you along the way the whole time? I mean, she was. She was. She was, yeah. She's, uh, she's, she's been my battle partner for sure. Um, she's definitely a, a, a gift to me from God. And so she's been there during the entire time, and it's through, um, through her prayers, her sacrifice, her, her love and her mercy, um, along with probably the prayers of my mother, um, mm. who, who I can definitely um, attribute to who I am today and what I'm doing for, for God, for them, and for Holy Mother Church. Now, did Nicole have a little, uh, like, uh, sort of a faith explosion? Did she grow in her faith in this process as well? Yeah, you know, she, was, uh, she wasn't really raised with any faith at all, so she's really a convert to the church, and basically mm. we were kind of church hopping, um, and I never felt comfortable outside of the Catholic faith, even though I wasn't, I didn't even yeah, really know what that Yeah, that's one thing meant. about falling away Catholics, like, well, I'm Catholic. Yeah. I mean, they'll go to a Presbyterian church and tell people they're Catholic, <laughs> that's right? right? Well, I'm Catholic, Yeah, right? They won't know anything about it. Right. They don't, yeah, they don't even know what that means. And yeah. so uh, we, happ- we happened to kind of do this church hopping thing. We knew that we needed God in our lives and in our family, and that was her really leading it. And ultimately, we ended up at our parish 
where we are today. And she's like, no, God is in the Catholic Church. I need to be here. And so that really began our journey back into, for me, back into the faith and for her into Holy Mother Church. Really and so, reconciling and just feeling like you're part of the body of Christ. Amen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so she came into the church in 2004, and then I um, was uh, fully initiated um, shortly thereafter. Yeah, because you hadn't been confirmed, right? You had your first communion, but you never yeah, got confirmed. Yeah, I never got confirmed. You were not sealed. Yeah, I was and not sealed. So all that sealed. grace was just spilling out the top. It's like it's a rough road, <laughs> and everywhere you'd go, that grace is just pouring out the yeah, top. Yeah, exactly. Until you sealed exactly exactly wasn't being able to be used for the glory of god so. that is that is awesome and so like i imagine through this process now you know you're sort of like hey i'm i'm a man on fire maybe yeah. didn't use that expression maybe didn't understand that yeah. but you somehow felt a calling to start doing stuff yeah i think ultimately when i was at my my worst end and i really decided to give my life to christ and holy mother church i really said lord I, i've been doing everything on my own i've been kind of halfway one foot in the door one foot out in the world i cannot um it's not working Right, it's not working. So, uh, uh, you know, through the, the primarily the, the the sacrament of reconciliation and really a full surrender, right? So, once I said, okay, I'm not going to give you a finger, I'm not just going to give you an arm, I'm not going to give you half of my body. I'm going to give you my entire life. I don't even know what what that means or where that's going to lead to. But Lord, I am yours. Use me. I'm done doing it on my You're own. Not, he did not do the hokey pokey with no, God. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't put the, the right foot in and the right foot out. Actually, I was doing the hokey pokey, and that's probably what led to a lot of the struggle, oh, yeah. right? Absolutely. But no, so it was a full surrender that led me to, okay, now, God, what are you calling me to do? And the first thing he was calling me to do was to be, obviously, uh, receive the gifts, be my son, right? And so it was be my son experience the love of a merciful father and that's probably the first time you recognized who you were absolutely absolutely i would imagine absolutely yeah the first time that i've even felt the uh the love of, of the heavenly father to really know that i was a, the, a son of the most high god and so from that point on it was okay now you need to be a good husband because you can never be a good father unless you're a great husband and so it led to focus on my marriage focus on my relationship with my children and then of course well, what is it you're calling me into the church and so there's just been this you know this firestorm of of god really calling me leading me to different things and that's um that's kind of brings us to where we are today right so uh i've, I've really fully surrendered my life and um if god has a funny way of working things out uh now here i am i've, I've was able to start world ablaze as a, as a catholic uh, yeah, what is world ablaze yeah so world ablaze this is born out of myself my wife and, and a close uh, couple few friends of ours that uh it's born out of my dominican spirituality my wife and i are both third order dominicans lay dominicans and uh saint catherine of santa has a saying if you are who god made you to be you'd set the world ablaze right jesus in luke twelve forty nine says i came to set the earth on fire yeah. and how i wish it was already blazing yeah. so that's where the name came from world ablaze and it was really there to do our part um those of us in the ministry have a uh, a charism and a gift for teaching and preaching and so it's focused on evangelization and faith formation and really just trying to um come in and assist holy mother church uh where needed to do things like conferences and events uh, workshops and really just try to spread the gospel message and bring christ to the what's world. amazing is that you could be part of all that with, with having such a terrible speaking voice and not yeah. being able to put yourself up in front of people do you see how he's so timid oh yeah, yeah. Now, see, this is yeah. where I'm joking, obviously, but this is where I wonder if, like, sometimes that uh, maybe that cockiness as a young man mm-hmm. doing your own thing, that God yeah, was actually using point. that, in, even in your sinfulness, using that to, to give you a sense that, like, you can, you can do this. You can yeah. stand up in front of people and you can tell people. And He gave you all this great ammunition, which is all of your, you know, the, the destruction that was going on in your life. Yeah. 
when we do it when we do it our way instead of God's way, right? Yes, so, amen. So, so yeah, somebody that's going to resonate with my story, Saint Augustine. Yeah, right. Somebody that that you know. So we look at the, those types of individuals. That obviously he's a, he's a, one of the, my, uh, my one of my saints that I pray to for sure. So. Yeah, I think, and my wife says now when they're, you know, people ask her, because they'll hear, you know, she's more of the introverted one. She speaks great, but they'll, you know, hey, what is it like? Because she goes, I, I actually get to see my husband using his gifts for God mm. rather than for the world. Man, that is so good. Beautiful. And it's not even stopping. Like, your life just continues to, when you're doing this speaking. By the way, we should give out your website, johnsablon.com, and we'll spell sablon, S-A-B-L-A-N. Yeah. Right? Uh, so johnsablon.com and they can, you can find whatever you need there you can contact John I would imagine but mm-hmm. also see some of the talks he's given and, and what's going on in social media what you're doing in all those places find out more about World of Blaze and all those different things so certainly check out johnsablon.com but like so what I when I first heard about you and it's like I found out like you were discerning a call to the permanent diaconate yes Right, which it's like I'm going like, hey, I'm liking this guy already, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, how did I mean? How did you discern a call for the diaconate and all this stuff? Mm-hmm. How did wh- where did that come from? You know, I think once I entered back in the church, I think one of the biggest things for me as a Catholic, our highest form of prayer is the Mass. And being and being fully initiated and being brought back into the church, I really fell in love with the Mass and fell in love with the liturgy and fell in love with the sacraments and adoration, um, all the things that were just instrumental in, in making me a vessel of grace. And so. So really, it was through uh, the invitation of other people bringing up, have you ever thought about being a deacon? And I had uh, one deacon friend that constantly said, I want to call you Brother Deacon someday. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. And so really, it was my own uh, discernment, talking with my wife, um, talking with my spiritual director, um, uh, speaking with my pastor, um, you know, speaking with people that are close to me, um, but specifically my wife, Nicole. But it was was solidified and affirmed for, for me. And like when I'd altar serve at mass and I just think, man, you know, when I, when I can, when, when I'm participating in that way, it's tugging at me. And so that's been the discernment. Um, you know, I've been, we're in, we're in permanent uh, diaconate formation now. And so, uh, God willing in, uh, 2020, uh, if the Lord calls me to it, I will be, uh, ordained. You're pretty far in then. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely in. Oh yeah. He's in. Yeah, he's got both. He's not hokey pokey anymore. <laughs> no, he's in. Put your whole self in. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And, it is. You know, I would add to your, your answering your call is really, uh, you know, and just really applaud you for your, your willingness to be vulnerable, yeah. right? Your, your willingness to be open mm-hmm. because you, you just don't know where God's going to take you mm-hmm. and, and that trust in him, uh, is, is powerful and that's going to serve you well. Certainly it has. Uh, in this part of your life, yeah. uh, but you know, you just you don't know where he's going to take you. And, and the idea, I, I'm sure, when you were a kid, and in that that time you were like swimming out in the ocean, you were almost drowning. You weren't thinking, "If you save me, I'll be a deacon." Yeah, and I'm sure that's not <laughs> what happened. Right, exactly. John, thank you so much for being with us and 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 sharing your amazing story. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's a, it's a blessing to be here. I know you love your mom, and I know you love the mother of the church. So yeah. let's let's ask Mary to intercede on our behalves. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The, the Lord, Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God. God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. 
Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.